you tuned into the Nolan Mills Anonymous podcast. Get your laughs ready as your girl Reese gets you ready and rolling in. Yeah, my name is Lee and I'm a millennial, so let's get this party started right in WRZR and 98.4 FM. to a brand new episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl, Lise Winnie, and I'm a fucking millennial. So I'm so excited because, one, we have an amazing guest today, okay? We have the one and only Mr. Frank Ski. If you are from the Baltimore area or you're in the DMV area or you are in Atlanta, you know this voice, you know this name, you know this man. Mr. Frank Ski, he is a pioneer in radio. He has been a staple in Baltimore, He has done so many different things that you may or may not know, depending on how well you follow the behind the scenes stuff that happens in radio and music. But I learned a whole lot from this interview. And I'm so, listen, when I tell you we talked about his background, we talked about him being in radio, we talked about him being in the music industry, we talked about his infamous interview with Red Grant, which turned into a Cat Williams interview, which turned into a Cat Williams argument, which then went viral. We talked about that. So we, we talked about it all. So, you know, we have to give big props to people who are the pioneers and people that you really look up to. And he is somebody that I do look up to being, you know, in this podcasting world, because podcasting and radio, they're, they're like cousins, you know, well, not even cousins. They're like brother and sister, really, you know, because talk radio birth. OK, talk radio birth podcast. Okay, so they are the pioneers and I really look up to him. So I, I'm, I'm excited for you to hear this. This is this was a really good interview and you guys are going to love it. And we learned a lot about him and he can come back anytime he wants. And listen, if you hear this, Mr. Ski, any if like I know you're in the DMV area. Listen, I'm in Baltimore. OK, if you ever need a fill in, I, I can fill it, fill you in like gel nails. OK, I got you. Just just call me. I got you. I can fill you in like gel nails. I got you. I got you. Just saying. I'm just saying. But I'm excited about that. But I'm also excited because my birthday is next week. Yes. Yes. My birthday is next week. Um, we were supposed to do some things, but I didn't, I didn't do it. Um, and I'm not really doing anything cause I'm grown. I didn't really do anything last year. I went to a local movie, like independent movie, uh, premiere, which viewing, viewing, sorry, which was Mr. I said, Mr. Listen to me, which was Mrs. Amber Anderson, who was on power now. So I shout out to her. She's dope and she's awesome. Make sure you support her own power, but also make sure you support her independent stuff as well. She is so amazing. Such a nice, 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 nice person. And she actually is also from Baltimore. So, so dope. So awesome. But I, yeah, I went to her, her viewing her, her movie, not viewing like funeral or nothing, you know, like her movie screening. There we go. Not viewing. (laughs) That sounds bad. Her movie screening. And I went to a nonprofit networking event that was going on on the 19th of last year. That's all I did. And I don't think I got I don't think I got a gift or anything. I think I just got some cake and went about my day. That was that was it. And I spent the rest of the evening with my family, my kids. And that was it. You know, my, my kids and my husband. That was that was pretty much all I did. So. I'm excited about, you know, living another year. I'm appreciative of that. God willing, I will be here another week and I will be celebrating my birthday. So I'm I'm happy and thank you for everybody who 
you know, wants to come on the pod, you know, because that's what we're going to do. I think next week I'm going to have different voices on the pod, like a little birthday party, but it'll be safe because we won't be in the same room. Okay. So it'll be like a birthday party, but not in the same room. You know what I mean? So it's going to be cute. And I want to give a big shout out to For the People of the People. All right. So Mr. Alexander Sutton Sharp and I host a limited podcast series, which we started in this election series for people like you and I to get it for the people of the people. Because sometimes a lot of the people that we see on main television, stream television, they are for the people, but they're not of the people. Because once you become to a certain level, you you ain't been with the people for a while, okay? So it's going to be kind of hard for you to know exactly what the people want. But this is actually people that are like you and I. They work nine to fives. They got, you know, same types of bills and stuff. We, we, we just regular, you know? Some of them probably have more money than others, but they're, they're just regular. We're regular, okay? So we're going to be talking about elections. So we have had four panels so far this year. The first one was about the state of the black union. The second one, okay, Google wants to talk to me now. Google, come on, don't be doing that, okay? Don't be doing it, baby. We we not doing not Google. Um, Microsoft wants to talk to me now. Don't do that, okay? So we had four panels, okay? Four panels total this year. We had four, not for the people. That's the name of the podcast. List, Lord, Lord, Lord. We had the state of the black union part one. We had a panel about liberals versus conservatives. And then we had a panel about the truth about or the miseducation about progressives. And then we had another panel about the state of the black union. And now we are bringing you the people talk election. So we have everybody from every corner. We got a Joe Jorgensen supporter. We have a Joe Biden supporter. We have a Trump supporter. We have a Kanye West supporter. We even have a progressive on the panel who is voting for one of these individuals. Uh, but they're like, ah, I really don't want to vote for any of these people. So we even have that on the panel. So it's going to be a very interesting discussion. So make sure you tune into that. It's on October the 24th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you should be in the house. You shouldn't be out partying or whatever. So I know it's a Saturday, but you should be in the house. Okay. So because you're going to be in the house, make sure you tune into that comment and like just really make it a conversation. We, we're going to be respectful. But make it a conversation. You know what I mean? So that's what we're going to do with that. And I'm excited about that upcoming panel because it, we should learn a lot. So with that, let's get into these top 10 trending topics of the week. There's a lot of stuff we have to talk about. And we have the upcoming interview with Mr. Frank Ski. So I am ready. Let's get into it. Turn that shit up. Turn that shit up. Turn that shit up. Let's get into these top 10 trending topics of the week. So Trump is feeling better and he's hosting a rally, which he said it wasn't a rally, but it really was a rally outside of the White House. And he also plans to do the same thing in Florida. So he wants a no social distance maskless type of rally because he said that COVID, you know, you can beat COVID because everybody has a staff of 20 physicians and access to this types of medicine that no one else has access to because he knows that everybody has that. And so because everybody has that and everybody has access to amazing free healthcare like he does, 
you can just go. You know what I mean? He's saying you can go, you can go and just be and just get cough on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, lick faces. He said it's cool, man. You don't need to be social distance. See, this is the thing. I hope y'all are not really believing this because we've had over 200,000 people who have died from COVID, okay? And one of the reasons is because they don't have free healthcare and a lot of them didn't get impeccable healthcare because the healthcare systems that are for us, for us is, is overrun. You know, they were overrun. A lot of people who were very sick got sent home where they got much worse. The disease progressed a lot faster and they got sick. And by the time they came back to the hospital, it was too late. Plus an Indian man who fasted for four days for President Donald Trump's recovery dies of cardiac arrest. Um, I don't know what kind of signs y'all need. Um, if that ain't a sign for your ass, that maybe God, um, maybe, uh, maybe that wasn't what he wanted y'all to do. Like maybe it's like, mm, no, I, I don't think I want to hear about this. And and it's kind, it's it's very that's very strange. Please, y'all don't go out here and put yourselves at risk. Okay, to save or try to save someone who has a, yeah. he, he, got a he, he got a whole army of doctors, okay? He got a whole basketball team of doctors. He got a whole football team of doctors, okay? He got so many doctors that they was all outside doing a press conference when it, was, it seemed like it was nobody else left in that hospital, okay? So he, he good. He don't need you to do that. He, he He's good. He's good. I'm just saying, he's good. You don't need to do that. He's already out here. He got them experimental drugs we can't get. He got the most amazing healthcare that we can't get. And he's telling y'all that this is not real. So why would you pray for somebody who's saying that this is not a real disease anyway? He said it's nothing to be afraid of. Don't be out here doing that. I'm just saying, it's not necessary. It is not worth y'all life and y'all time. Speaking of Donald Trump, he's back on the trail. Yeah, he said, I'm gonna be out here spreading my super spreader spit all over here. I'm gonna have my coronies viruses. They gonna be out here floating in the air like that fly was on Mike Pence. I need it to be out here, okay? Spreading just speeds of spit and bacteria all over y'all as I scream over a crowd of people. And I'm just curious. I want to know where they get them black people from. Like, where do y'all find these black people at? Because like I said, in real life, in real life, I think I may have met one. Okay. I met one black person that is supporting Okay. And so that's why I was like, oh, where do y'all get these black people from? Um, I'm very curious, but but that's fine. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is get out. Maybe some of these people was them white people that you seen first, right? They, they was them white people that you saw first. And then, you know, you watched the get out. I'm thinking that's kind of what's going on. Somebody, somebody go over there and take a picture. Cause this is, I, I don't know if I, if I believe it. it's a lot going on. And there will only be one presidential debate. 
Yes, one. Donald Trump said you will not mute me. And if I can't spit on Joe Biden as I yell at him over some bull crap that I don't know what I'm talking about, I don't want to do it. Mm -mm. I don't want it. I don't want it. I just, I don't want it. And so he will not be in participation for any more debates. So, so here we go. Trump said he will go down in Florida. He said, I will go to Florida and infect. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and I'm going to infect them because I can't infect Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is actually hosting a town hall. So I guess we'll, if you watch them together, okay, you will kind of get a debate. Um, so maybe turn on one and then turn on the other because this, this is what's happening. Our country is slowly but surely falling apart. And I don't know if anybody is seeing this, but the regular people, I, I don't know if anybody is. And speaking of presidential debates, Ms. Kamala Harris comes out like, sort of the winner. So a, a lot of, uh, yeah. it, it appears that a lot of Americans, they took a poll and, and a lot of Americans actually believe that Ms. Kamala Harris won the debate. Now, a lot of people were also saying that she kept it safe. I don't think she should have done anything differently. If you if you in the lead, you take your starting quarterback out, okay? If you are in the lead by 40 points, don't leave your starting quarterback in it. Take him out in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? You don't need you don't need that risk. You don't need the risk. And that is exactly what she did. They are already in the lead. You keep it safe, Miss Miss Kamala Harris. We appreciate you. You said, excuse me, Mr. Vice President, I am speaking. You gave us face. Okay, you were giving us face and we appreciate that. And all of the faces that you have given us and all of the means. It is the gift that keeps on giving and speaking of gifts cardi b had a birthday yes she's a libra see uh, people be sleeping on libras i feel like libras is one of them signs that people be sleeping on but libras we be we, we are dope i think kim kardashian is a libra we got cardi b is a libra like we we dope okay we we are dope libras are dope as hell Cardi B celebrated her birthday, which was virtually mask-free. There weren't very many masks in the photos that I saw. It appears that she may have fell on the ground. I don't know if she was falling, fell on the ground, or she was laying on the ground, but whatever had happened, she was having a good-ass time. And it looks like her soon-to-be ex-husband, maybe not ex-husband, because there's rumors saying they might have got back together. I don't know. He brought her a 300 thousand dollar Rolls Royce or something like that so uh, she got some really good gifts and apparently no mask um yeah very little mask I, I don't know what people are doing because I don't know if it's really worth the COVID and Tory Lanez is charged yes the state of California has now charged Tory Lanez in shooting Meg the Stallion so or or having a weapon an unregistered firearm I I, I listen Tory I didn't say this before. It's clown behavior. Just stop it. At this point, I don't know what you gonna do. Okay? I, I I really don't know what you about to do. You all are five feet tall and you about to go into the jail. I don't know what you about to do. I'm a little worried for you. Okay? But... I don't know. There are some people saying that they don't think that he actually will do any time, but I think he's facing up to like 15 years. I think that's like the maximum sentence or something like that. So we'll see what happens with this one. And the Lakers win the championship and fans gather outside of the Staples Center screaming for Kobe. Now, I, I don't know. Again, not a lot of masks and it was a lot of people being rowdy out there. Congratulations to the Lakers. I am a Lakers fan now because I told you I like LeBron James. Anywhere he goes... 
All right. So I'm a Lakers fan too. This feels good. You know, a championship. I haven't had a team that actually has been a champion in a while. So this feels good to have a team that's a champion. But what I'm not about to do is go outside and scream in a circle with y'all. Like, I, I mean, I don't understand that because, listen, I feel the connection too. You know, I feel the connection. And I know you feel the connection if you are a sports fan. But what we're not going to sit here and pretend is like y'all had any part. Like y'all didn't throw one basket. Okay. Y'all didn't defend one shot. All right. Y'all didn't run up and down nobody's court. Okay. So that means that we're not going to be out here acting a damn fool for something that you didn't accomplish. All right. This is this is equivalent of you going out and you having a you, you acting a damn fool because I wrote a paper in my job and I sent it through Microsoft Outlook without CC and anybody else on the post. Like it's like you know anything like anything like you flipped a burger right y'all outside screaming and hollering. It is equivalent of that and you was like oh that's crazy. No, that's how y'all look. I'm just saying, it's one thing to be happy and celebratory. It's another thing to be out here putting yourselves in danger for some shit that y'all didn't do. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And Joe Budden starts a brand new podcast network. Yes. And he dropped a brand new show, which dropped last, I think it's Wednesday. So we will see what happens with this. And because, you know, Charlemagne also has a network. So we'll see who is the reigning king. But at the end of the day, like I said, I like both of them. So mm, hopefully they both succeed. And Bill Maher brings up a great question. He says that America's biggest issue around COVID is the fact that we are unhealthy and obese. Now, he did go on to say also that he thinks that more people shouldn't be glorifying overweight people because it is causing an or furthering the epidemic that we have in this country of people being obese. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with him, but his panelist that was on the show said that there is also a class component into this, which he failed to acknowledge, which I agree with her. I think that we shouldn't be glorifying people being unhealthy and unwell, but at the same time, you do have to realize that there is a class component to this. The more wealthy you are, the less likely it is that you will be obese unless you are, you know, maybe the president, I don't know. But the wealthier you are, there's a less chance that that is true. Because you have more options. You can get a trainer. You can buy fruits and, fruits and vegetables as expensive as hell. And that's not, I don't think that's by design. I think that's on purpose. Okay. You can get a Big Mac as cheaper than buying a bag of apples. Like this is not a coincidence. I, I don't believe, but I think that we do need to look at how people have access to food because there are food deserts where there is nothing in the area but a corner store, which is going to have nothing but sodium, salt, and sugar because everything is pretty much on the shelf. And in order to preserve it, you got to have sugar or salt. So uh, I, I get what you're saying, but I think we need to look a little bit deeper into this. And the confirmation hearings of Miss Amy Coney Barrett start on Monday. Yes. So we will see what happens with this. I'm pretty sure she will get confirmed despite what Republicans said initially. So we'll see. And uh, Dr. Fauci said that he, I always mess up his name. Dr. Fauci said that he did not give Donald Trump 
permission or the Trump campaign permission to use his likeness. And he said that they used it and then they used it out of context. So we'll see what happens with this one. And if Dr. Fauci actually goes and says, hey, no, man, um, you need to take that down. Because it won't be the first time that somebody told the Trump campaign, don't use my music or you didn't ask me for this. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I yeah, I don't know if they will take it down. I'm pretty sure they're going to keep it up. I, I just believe this is kind of what they're going to do. And Iran has the highest death toll for the second day in a row. So we will see what's going on. Apparently, coronavirus around the world is not over. And in places like Paris, they are starting to see spikes or rises in their numbers again. So we need to be very careful here. I know a lot of y'all are just hearing what people are telling you. You're hearing things from people. People are saying there's people out there that are making y'all believe that this is not real or if it is something that you don't have to be worried about it is so make sure that you are still protecting yourself you are still wearing a mask you are still social distancing and you are still limiting your contact with people just until we got something out here that's safe in these streets you know what i mean like come on y'all because we don't need to go backwards that's all i'm saying but this has been your top 10 trending topics of the week All right. Well, we have a guest today and I'm I'm super excited because I remember this individual growing up was a very big part of my life because I yeah. grew up in Baltimore. Oh, wow. So I want to welcome the media per radio personality, the creator of Doodoo Brown to <laughs> Millennials Thanks. Anonymous. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. I learned a lot about you, which I, I didn't realize is I thought you you were born here in Baltimore, but you are actually a New Yorker. You were born in New York. Is born that right? In New York, Yeah, born in New York, raised in South Florida, moved back to the DMV after high school. Why? Why Baltimore? Because I know you didn't go to school here. Like, I think you didn't you go to school yeah. in D.C. I went to school in D.C. Yeah, okay. I went to school in D.C. It was very interesting. I I um, was in school in D.C. Um, at UDC and at the time UDC had a radio station and they had asked me to do a breakdance show okay. so <laughs> a show for breakdancers so that was the introduction of rap music to a lot of people was the era of breakdancing and so I did a show called Breakers Delight it was my first radio show on UDC and then uh, a program director in Baltimore at a radio station called WEBB called me because he had heard my show mm -hmm. he got my number and he called me and he asked me to come to baltimore and meet with him and i went from dc to baltimore and he offered me a job on his radio station so oh. yeah so i was doing uh weekends on a very small am radio station in walbrook junction in baltimore oh, wow. okay WEBB. yes the and okay. broke as i was i used to have to take the um little mark train from dc to baltimore get off at the train station in Baltimore, take that bus all the way down North Avenue, mm -hmm. all the way to, you know, Walbrook Junction, you know? Yes. And then I do my show and take the train back. Well, I, I wanted to, to ask you because being in Baltimore, it's a different, it's a different kind of vibe. Like mm -hmm. the music is different. Back then the music was more localized. Now, you know, you kind of, the Southern rap is yeah. up here and vice yeah. versa. You know, was that an adjustment for you though? I mean, 
going was into a, Baltimore? Yeah, you know, going going into Baltimore from DC was a little bit of an adjustment, but not really because when I got to DC, I knew what GoGo was and I was okay. into the I knew what the GoGo was and whatever, but I was into hip hop. So everything I did was about breakdancing and hip hop back then. And it was getting very popular. So my show was the only, was like the second hip hop radio show in the country at the time. And okay. it was only on for an hour, but it got really, really popular. So when I went to Baltimore, it was, Baltimore was big in the hip hop. Like mm -hmm. Baltimore was the city, you know, a lot of people don't remember, but Baltimore was the city of two tales. You had the hip hop community, which they so affectionately named Hoppers okay. back in the day. <laughs> okay, that's an old school Baltimore term, <laughs> Hoppers. And then you had the club music crew. Mm -hmm. And then you had that club house music thing was going on real big. So Baltimore was a city that always loved to dance. So the problem was that the, the hip hop crew, the Hoppers, never had anything to dance to. They just mm -hmm. sat there and watched DJs scratch and mix music and whatever. And, you know, there wasn't really much going on at their parties where the club parties like at Odell's and stuff like that. The club parties were, were rocking. And, you know, that's when I got to Baltimore. That's what I saw. OK, so, yeah, because you're you're a hip hop guy and you're a, you're you're an artist like yeah. you created some of the music ideal, iconic music here, like Doo Doo Brown, yeah. which the comedian took. I think he took the name from you. Like it didn't, yeah, it wasn't took, the other way. Okay. Yeah, he took the name from me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. you, you came up with Doodoo Brown and then also I didn't realize this, but you wrote for Luke Campbell. Is that right? Yeah. So, so the story goes after I did Doodoo Brown, I actually, the, you know, the, the, the break beat for Doodoo Brown was a Luke record. And okay. I, I, I um, used that, but then in order to pay Luke back, I had to, produce some of his music after okay. that. So whenever a Luke record would come out, I I did the mixes on them. So there was really? always like a Frank Ski version of every Luke song that came out. And, you know, we had some great songs that were really big that, you know, we were proud to be a part of. So Luke and I worked together a lot. Are you still close to him? Do you still talk to yeah. him? Or? Yeah, we still talk. Matter of fact, we're talking about a current project that I'm working on now. You okay. know, me and him together on a project. So, so you still do the mixes and you work with different people because you were on the wobble too, isn't that your voice? Yeah, that's my voice on the wobble. Yeah. Oh, was that your song? Because that's where I get a little confused. Was no, the it wobble? wasn't my song. It okay. wasn't my song. It was. It was actually. Um, it was a, a, a an artist, a rap named Vic, and okay. there were some producers that actually made the beat, mm -hmm. and then one of the DJ producers on the project asked me to come on and do the hook. And I did the hook. And um, so it was VIC's record, uh, The oh. Wobble. But I was the feature on the song, yeah. Got you. Now, you left, eventually you left Baltimore. Yeah. And you went over to Atlanta, to VO yeah. 103. Yeah. Was it a re was it that Baltimore was a smaller market and you were like, I can't really expand the way I want to in this very isolated market? Like what prompted you to make the, the chain? You know, the, the, the thing about it was Baltimore. Um, I had also grown because I was there young and then, <laughs> you know, I became I went from being a menace to society in Baltimore, throwing all the parties 
mm-hmm. to being enthralled in Baltimore government and then being like the conscious voice on the radio as I got older. And I was just looking for some growth. Okay. And we had, you know, I had taken, um, I was on at nights first at V103 for about 10 years. And then I went to the morning for a couple of years, took it to number one, went to 92Q, um, teamed up with Miss Tony and took it to number one. And then it was really, it was like radio was growing and people were doing things. And I had got invited to go to Atlanta to, to see v 103 sister station in Atlanta. And when I got to Atlanta and I saw how, how many people it was from up north and everything and, and just how a lot of people were moving down, you know, from New York and Chicago and Detroit and D.C. and, you know, all these northeast people had kind of like moved into Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a great growth market and it was a it was a bigger market. And okay. so I took the chance and, and, and did it. Okay. Now you had some really memorable interviews, especially in Atlanta. Um, what interviews are you looking back on saying like, you know, I did that. And some of them like, ah, you had that WTF, like what is going on moment? Cause I remember the cat Williams. Yeah. Interview. (laughs) What were you thinking when they were going back and forth? Like, were you like, Oh my God. It was interesting. That was, that's kind of like as a, as a radio announcer as a as a person who interviews mm-hmm. you only get one of those interviews like once in a lifetime right okay. and um we weren't interviewing cat we were actually interviewing red grant okay. who's from the dmv mm-hmm. and it just so happened that cat and red were working together and cat was filming red's show that red was coming on the air to talk about so cat came okay and it was after some comments that he had made, you know, um, about Tiffany Haddish and some other people. And he was there. So he actually did not want to come on the radio. And Uh, long story short, we convinced him to come in and talk. And as soon as the door opened, Kat went through the door. And as he was getting ready to leave, because Wanda was a comedian too, they started like throwing Joneses at each other. And it just, it, it, the rest is history. history. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you've had the chance to interview a lot of people. You also had a K Michelle. I guess she was a guest host. Mm -hmm. She wasn't Mm -hmm. like a permanent host. Um, what was that like, like working with, with her and having her there? Cause she's had some memorable moments just for that week that I, man, unbelievable. So K Michelle, um, is probably one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. Okay. I mean, I've worked with some great people. Mm-hmm. She is just so down to earth. Okay. And she she just she just has no filter. So Kay Michelle says whatever. Like some people would just have a filter and be like, okay, I shouldn't say that. No, mm-hmm. Kay Michelle would say it. And but she backs up her stuff. Like she doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she she's very transparent, but at the same time, she's very vulnerable. She's a very emotional person and she, you know, she wears her emotions on her sleeves and through her music. So it became like we talked about some serious subject that brought out some stuff with K. Michelle that, you know, she had never told anybody. So it was great working with K. Michelle. And I, I've even we've even talked at times about doing an actual show together. But her music career, she's finishing her new album now. Her music career's taken off. And, Got you. you know, yeah. So she's in a different realm. 
realm because i was gonna ask you if like if you guys would have partnered up and did because i think it was such a, a great match would you yeah. would you do maybe if she had like a reality because i mean you, you gotta i would okay so would. you're not opposed to the reality like if nope. they said hey you know you want to come and have us film nope. your life no nope. she's she's k michelle is dope i like her a lot okay yeah so it you you've been and you've done a lot and like i said you are a music artist you yeah. i'm gonna say that you helped invent a twerk i don't know if you want to take that title but you, you uh, <laughs> no but you know what let me just say it wasn't called the twerk when luke and i were making the music okay it okay. was just it was booty shaking <laughs> but it's still the twerk same thing right there's nothing new under the sun there's so nothing new under the sun no. i'm gonna say that you you helped further it I'm yeah. not gonna say you invented it, but you yeah. helped further the twerk, and you furthered that even further. So yeah. now your song "Whores in This House" yeah. is popping for the second time. And when I heard it, I was like, "Wait a minute, that's Baltimore house music." Yeah. Wait a minute, I know yeah. this song. And yeah. what was that like? Did her people reach out to you and was like, "Hey, we we want to use this music"? What were your thoughts when you heard it? Were you like, "This is gonna be a hit," or you were like, "No, this is not good yeah. work." So the, the way it works is, is that um, when somebody wants to sample like one of my songs, which a lot of my stuff has been sampled before, including Whores in the House, um, they basically will, will, will call um, and get a try to get a clearance. Okay. And most times they'll tell me who the artist is mm -hmm. and we'll negotiate rate. Um, this time they wouldn't tell me who the artist was. Okay. Um, so it was kind of under so we knew it was going to be a big artist but i had gotten actually i knew one of the people at the label one of the heads of the label um that represents cardi had told me that she was working on something um with one of my songs so i didn't know if this was the song i just kind of assumed um so you know when that happens they they send you they send you the track mm -hmm. and then the track has um um a censorship on it it's like a voice saying you know for clearance purposes only okay for clearance purposes only but you have to hear past that to listen to the track and so you hear how they're using your song mm -hmm. and then the your people negotiate the deal so um that's basically what happened okay when you finally did hear it and the song came out what were your thoughts on that? Were you like, oh my goodness, I can't, like, this is happening again. Like, my song is going to be back in rotation. Like, were you yeah. super thrilled to see the video and to hear the music? Because I know you're kind of, you've moved well, you away know, from this lane. Well, you know, here, here's the thing. The funny thing is that last year, this time, mm -hmm. God put it in my heart to build my studio back. Okay. And at home. And that's where I'm at right now. And then... I was told to put out my 25 years of Frank Ski. And okay. so I had a conversation with Kevin Lyles and some other people. And they were like, why not put out the 25th of Frank Ski, like all the Frank Ski music. And so I started putting that out. I started building the studio, compiling all my stuff, getting this album ready. I finished the 25th anniversary with all the 12 songs. Okay. The week before I got the call. Oh, wow. That the Cardi record was coming. And oh, wow. I didn't know if, I didn't know where I was going to be on her album. 
Like I knew she had sampled it and it was going to be on the album. I didn't know if it was going to be like the lead song or it was going to come out as the album cut because Lil Wayne had sampled it a couple years ago with Gucci Man. Oh, and it was on, it was, Yeah, it was on the deluxe. So it never really like came out. It's on his album, but it never really came out. And what happened was I was... I, I, I had been watching Cardi's timeline on social media and she posted on Friday that she had a big announcement coming, right? Mm-hmm. And so over the weekend, everybody's like anticipating, anticipating. And then she put out the picture of her and Megan. And then there was a leak of the video. Okay. And the leak of the video was only like a small snippet. And I was like, is that my song? And I couldn't tell, right? And then, so I sat up that night and was watching YouTube when Cardi B did her whole big YouTube. See, that's how superstars launch a song, right? They got a whole hour on YouTube and, you know, they're all excited and the whole world is watching. And she had like millions of people on her YouTube watching, right? Mm -hmm. And then she was like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, here it is, our new song. And Megan was there and they were popping champagne. (laughs) And I was sitting in my bed. Because I was I was sitting in my bed and I was saying to myself, okay, let's see what happens. And I'm sitting in my bed till like midnight and then boom, the video comes on. And when I heard that intro, I was like, oh, oh my shit. <laughs> I That's knew, my song. <laughs> I knew it was going to be big. I knew it was going to be big. Yeah. Yes. I love what they did to it, but they didn't change it so much where you couldn't really you didn't know what the song was but i was shocked by how many people because i'm a millennial so i was shocked by how many millennials didn't know Mm -hmm. where this hook came from and i was like no that's baltimore no that's baltimore because baltimore gets a lot of a lot of you know you know what's really cool is that when i go on like twitter Mm -hmm. and you'll search my name on twitter it'll be people all over the world saying finally house music got sampled or House music got sampled again because they've sampled other things for hip hop, like, you know, T.I. sampling Crystal Waters and they've sampled some other stuff. And Kanye is notorious for sampling yeah. house tracks and his stuff. And it's really I'm really proud because I really think and I've told somebody else in another interview, I think that you're going to start to see a resurgence of that okay. because you're going to start to see and even like. What, what people don't realize is, and I don't want to get real technical with your with your people that are watching, mm-hmm. but trap music is really like 60, 60 beats per minute, right? Okay. So it's pretty slow, right? Trap music is pretty slow, 60 beats per minute, right? Now, if you double 60 beats per minute, it gets to 120. Mm-hmm. Dance music and club music is 120 and higher. Okay. So... The only difference between trap music and dance music is that that kick drum, right? Okay, okay. So trap music might have boom, one kick, boom, right? Boom, right? Now the same time in club music is boom, 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 right? So all they do is they take out them kick drums, and they take out the kick drum. And it makes the track sound lower, but it's, it sounds slower, but it's really not slower. It's really just as fast. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's why cool. the girls can twerk to a 60 beat per minute song because it's really not 60 beats per minute. So instead of okay. having a kick drum, 
they have the hi-hats. That's moving at the same speed as the club. And that's really where, what people don't realize is that's really how Baltimore house music came from. So Baltimore house music okay. was hip hop that was sped up. That's all. So we really? were taking hip hop beats and making them real fast. And and that's how we were getting it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, okay. I didn't, I, I learned something new. I did, yeah. I, did not, yeah. I did not realize that, but it's all yeah. kind of the- If you listen to a lot of hip hop music, it's got a lot of old James Brown beats. And stuff like that really sped up and them drums, them drums moving really, really fast. And that's the essence of like Baltimore club music and even house music to a great extent. Yeah. Do you ever think that house music and like go-go will ever, because I know you said it's coming back, will ever really get its due because it, it doesn't get the shine that it. Well, let me tell you why that happens. Okay. Okay. So the interesting thing is as African-Americans, we invent a lot of different music styles, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're really musically inclined innately. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we're about we're about the drum. Africa, the drums, we hear the drum. We hear that drum and everything that we do, that drum beat. And what happens is we kind of flow through stuff so fast and we kind of are off to the next because we're so creative. Mm-hmm. So we invent something and then we're off to the next. And then we invent something and we're off to the next. And what happens is that white folk and the general population are a little bit slower. Like they they kind of like stay on our stuff for a long time. So if you think about like classic um, Motown and R&B, like white folk know our old music better than we know our old music. That's facts. Okay, because they're really into music, right? Mm -hmm. They really are into music where we are into the beat. You get what I'm saying? Right. And whatever's popular at the time. So house music has evolved and house music evolved and it got taken from us into the form of EDM. Now you got EDM DJs okay. making $50 million a year and house DJs are still DJing house parties for $500. And it's because we kind of like did not evolve our sound to where the sound should have gone. You know what I mean? That's true. Because people like EU, they should be bigger than they are. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you have big house music people. Like, I mean, big, you know, um, Tiesto and Calvin Harris, who are big EDM DJs. Mm -hmm. And basically, those are house music beats. They really are house music beats. And they just have taken them to the next level. You know what I mean? Like acoustically and musically, they've taken them to the next level. But when they sing on those beats, they're very soulful mm-hmm. as if there was a house music person behind it. And then different countries have done it. So you have like Black Coffee and, and over in Africa and you got a lot of African DJs that have taken house music to another level. So will it come back around to our community? I, I think it just takes the right artists saying, let's do it. You know, okay. and, and, and it'll come back, you know, okay. right now, the people who are very innovative and moving the needle obviously are the, you know, the young trap rappers. But when you look at somebody like a Drake, every Drake album, he's got house music on there. He's got, you know, Afro beats on there. He's got, you know, he's very musically inclined mm-hmm. and he puts a lot of stuff in a lot of different layers on his on his albums. Yeah, and and the melodic rapper is is coming. So I I don't 
I hope maybe one of them also maybe will take some of the the trap. Well, they're asking me now, so I'm 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 working on a lot of projects and a lot of the stuff that I've been working on. Um, I just signed a a deal with Sony to help. Congratulations! Really, thank you to take a lot of what I've done and really blend it with younger people. So they have me in the studio with a lot of younger artists now. And gotcha. so I've got a lot of I've got a lot of music that's coming. I got another big, huge Baltimore record that me and Danny Class did called "Run It." Okay. That is, that is coming, and it is going to uh, be a monster for Baltimore. It's it's yeah. It was it was we were thinking about putting it out for the summer, but we're going to put it out for the holidays, and it's it's going to be big. Oh wow! I'm excited now. I'm really yeah. I'm really excited about this one. Yeah. Uh, before you go, because I know I, I don't have you for too much longer. I we we recently talked to Matthew Knowles because you brought up racism in the music industry. Is it and because we're seeing it now? Like the social movement has made its way into every industry. It has made its way into every aspect of our lives. How much? Do you believe that artists and like radio personalities should voice the, and be vocal and voice their opinions about what's going on? Because I know there's a bit of a struggle, even with talking with Matthew Knowles about what artists should and should not be doing. Well, let me just say this. So there's there's two ways I see it. Um, historically, okay. artists, um, Rolling Stone just put out their top albums of all times, right? Mm-hmm. The number one album of all time, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? Mm -hmm. There you go. You get what I'm saying? That album was a socially conscious album that was right for the time, and it spoke to that movement, especially in in the 70s, right? Mm -hmm. And, And if you look back at Dr. King, when Dr. King was doing everything he was doing, um... Harry Belafonte, you know, Aretha Franklin, like all these people were at the marches, but they were also funding the movement. Okay. And that's the thing. Like as artists, we should all be socially conscious. Okay. Because, you know, if you can have, you know, Olympians in Germany raising up the black fist, then you can have NFL players raising up the black fist, right? And basketball players raising up the black fist. They don't have to necessarily be as vocal as Muhammad Ali was, but Muhammad Ali was very vocal. Mm -hmm. So the stage has already been set before any of these artists were even thinking about being artists. There was somebody before them that did this. Okay. And we can't use the excuse. What happened was, see, also what really happened. And okay. When you talk about Marvin Gaye, Mm -hmm. you know, and artists that were coming out at a certain time doing that, a lot of them came out on black record labels that is true. So they were able to be vocals and their thing wasn't like Marvin Gaye didn't record what's going on because he wanted white people all over the world to buy his album. That wasn't his intent. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when your intent is, okay, how could I be mainstream and how can I sell records to everybody? Then you start censoring yourself and then the label actually censors you. Gotcha. Right. So there was a time when conscious rap wasn't coming out of these record labels because all they wanted was, you know, the, the, the thing that was going to sell a bunch of records, which was hardcore cursing and, you know, Luke and Frank ski music. Right. So that's all they wanted at one point. But <laughs> now, now the labels are understanding that, you know, when you get an artist like Lil baby, who's three time platinum mm-hmm. and his hottest song is talking 
you know, about what's going on in the streets, it could be done. Okay. You know, and, and these young boys have figured it out that it can be done. But it's still you can't. But we need just, to sit in the seats, or what? What you're saying? We need, yeah, you need to, to be get in there in those seats. Yeah, you need to get in there, and and and. But what I don't want people to do is, I think a lot of times people, people, what they do sometimes that kind of even frustrates me is people will send me, and the first thing they'll say is, uh, "It's a conscious record talking about the time," okay. as if that's gonna make or break your song getting played. Mm-hmm. Nah, Negro. It's still got to be good. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's still got to be good. Marvin right. Gaye talked about the times. And what's going on is one of the greatest songs ever made. Okay? So if you're going to talk about what's going on, it's still got to be musically sound. And it's got to sound good. Just because you're talking about it doesn't mean anything. It's like somebody saying, oh, I got a gospel album talking about God. Okay. Well, is it good? good right. You know what I mean? Oh, my, my auntie's singing the church. and She sings real good. Yeah, but is it? good is she a star is it a star record you know what i mean the music industry is still going to have its gates that you have to get through and and i think that we realize that we have to get through these gates and and produce great music and there's artists out there that are doing it i agree with that and i think that there was a, a huge period of time where we didn't we kind of dropped the ball and there yeah. were no socially conscious artists really i mean we had some like lauren hill you know and came out but i think in the 90s we really besides public enemy and a couple we lost focus yeah. but i think you're absolutely correct but I, I wanted to bring up this point before you go so you you left v103 was it this year in, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, okay. And are you coming? You're coming back to the DMV. I believe you're on Howard. I'm on WHUR now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So was there? You you just wanted to shift again your your focus back back north or more of a political stance? I, I think I, I think I wanted to have more control over my brand and my show. Got you. So um, I had tried to do that before, and I kind of walked away without really having all my ducks in order. Mm-hmm. And um, so I learned from my mistake. And this time I made sure I had my ducks in order as to what I was going to do and make sure I was following, you know, what God was telling me to do, when he was telling me to do it, how he's telling me to do it. And I think this time it worked out because now I'm at HUR. I'm back in the DMV. Um, and I've got so many loyal listeners who appreciate what we do. And it feels good to be home, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just upset that it happened to be during the pandemic where I can't get out and touch people like I really would like to. Mm -hmm. Um, But it allows me to still control my brand and what I do and my content um, and even able to go back to Atlanta and do another show at the same time. So, you know, we're working on a lot of different pieces that are moving around now. Um, But it's good that I have this... Um, kind of time to work on the music stuff and you know and that's proven to be a great opportunity for me and, I, and I'm glad God gave me the time to do it you know because okay. it would have been real hard for me to work on all this music right now if I was still doing a morning show it would have been that's really true. hard you know because like when I finish you know speaking with you I you know got to run to the studio and I'm working on some of the new music and you know I'll probably be there till late late tonight Okay, so it works. God works in in mysterious ways. And now you have time to do that. And I always wanted to ask you, like, you know, why you said, how do you feel about podcasting before you go? 
how do you feel about it? Because it, it eats into a little bit of the audience of the radio. Are you against the podcasting boom? Or are you like, ah, oh, this will pass? Well, I think, you know, like everything else, there's um, there's people who did it. And then there's people who jump on the bandwagon. Gotcha. And then there's a lot of there's a lot of people that will. What, what's happening is it's it's um, getting very saturated. But one thing that we've learned is that with the ability to stream, people can really go to what they like. And again, here's the thing. Somebody's got a podcast mm -hmm. and they get an interview. The key to it is not just one. You got to keep having interviews mm -hmm. over and 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 over again. Right. And you got to build up your resume and have dope interviews and do like you do, ask some really good questions. So you've done your research, you've done, you're asking me questions, you're ready, boom, boom, boom. And then what'll happen is your show rises above the crowd because it's not just the same old, same old. It's not just, you know what I mean? It's quality, the look is good. You know, you ask great questions and whatnot. And I think what'll happen in the podcast world is a lot of the podcasts will go away because people are not going to be able to afford to do them if they're not really getting paid. Gotcha. Which is hard. Mm -hmm. um, the, the way podcasts get paid, some people, you know, when they built up the resume for a long period of time, they can get some money up front and they can do it. And then other people have to work and hopefully people buy their podcasts and hopefully this and hopefully and they'll get some money. And but, you know, on the other hand, it really gives an opportunity you know, podcasting, here's the thing about podcasting. There's always something that me as a radio DJ that I'm going to leave on the table. There's always stuff that I'm not going to get around to. Mm -hmm. There's always something I'm not going to be able to talk about, right? Give you an example. <clears throat> the biggest interview um, that was viewed and listened to was the Cat Williams interview. Right. So my Cat Williams interview was listened to more people than my interview that I did the last interview with Coretta Scott King. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I, so all the other interviews that I've done, that one got the most views of any. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now the whole argument between Wanda and Cat Williams was about what? Do you remember? She's, I believe he didn't, she say something about him, about his, his appearance. And he like went off. That was after. Okay. <laughs> the first thing they talked about was Cat Williams cooking. And Wanda said that she does a great broccoli, right? Like mm -hmm. broccoli is her thing. And he, he started laughing. And that became the thing that they were kind of going back at about the cooking, right? But here's the thing. When Cat Williams described his cooking, he was cooking for his kids every night. Right. And he's got one kid that's a vegetarian, one kid that only eats chicken, one kid, and he has to be very creative in his cooking, right? So the whole thing started because of Cat Williams and his cooking, mm -hmm. right? Now, has anybody interviewed Cat Williams about his cooking? <laughs> no. <laughs> but the whole world saw the interview. Right, right. <laughs> but somebody was watching to be like, damn, I, I wonder what how Cat Williams does that. Like, what does Cat Williams put in his lasagna? What does he put in his casserole? How does he make his whatever, whatever? I mean, you know, you get what I'm saying? Right. When you've got, when you've got huge stars on cooking shows making millions and millions, there's a lot of people that want to know how celebrities cook. That there is true. Is. 
That is very true. That is very true. And I I know you're a very, very busy man. I'm not going to hold you too much longer, but I want everyone to be able to follow you on social media. Like where can they find your show if they're not in the DMV? Can they get it online or? Yeah. So right now, all my social media is at Frank Ski. Okay. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything is at Frank Ski. Um, and you can listen to the WHUR show because we have a lot of people listening from all over the world now. Uh, WHUR actually has their own app. And if you go search on the app store, WHUR, you'll see their app come up. And you can listen to all the shows and listen to old shows and everything. And that's how it's done. Awesome. Well, I want to yeah. thank you because, like I said, you are a legend to me. Growing thank up you. in Baltimore, I appreciate you being here. You can come back anytime you would like to. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. All right. Thank. All right. I want to thank Mr. Frank Ski for coming on to Millennials Anonymous podcast. Yes, this is another episode of Millennials Anonymous in the books. And I want to give a big shout out to my guest last week. I didn't do it at the top of the show, but I want to give a big, big shout out to Royce Masson Gill of the Royce's Rant podcast. Make sure you are liked to his page, which is just Royce Masson Gill on Facebook and on Instagram. So you can see what he's doing. He is so dope and he really makes me think and really you know, so I like people like that. That really can can hold those intellectual, intelligent conversations and challenge you. I like that. So make sure you go and you support and follow him. And uh, I believe he's also in a, in a film. You know, like a, I think the film that he was in was was picked up for a film festival or something like that. So congratulations to him and his producer Josh. Love it. So uh, congratulations to them. That's so dope. That's so awesome. And make sure you also support our guest from last week, which was C-Drip, okay? So make sure you go and you listen and stream his music. Shout out to WRDR for sponsoring that. We will have some more sponsored spots from WRDR coming up. So make sure you stay tuned. And you also will want to watch uh, Millennials or Maps Media's upcoming show, Plugged Underground, okay? So make sure you do that. And... Okay. And my birthday is coming up. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Like I said, it might be a panel show. Maybe it won't be. It might be a giveaway show. Maybe it won't be. I'm not sure, but I'm going to do something. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to do something. Something special because it's my birthday and I'm not doing anything. So make sure you stay tuned in for that. I'm excited about what's coming up and what's coming to be for Maps Media. We will be potentially working with some other groups and bringing in some some peoples so like i said i'm excited about a couple of these people that i'm in talks with so we are gonna see what's gonna happen but i I, like i said i don't never tell anything until it's done i don't tell y'all anything until it's done like i said i don't tell you who is coming on the show until i've interviewed them and i don't tell you what's happening until it's done okay so we we got some stuff coming we have some stuff brewing (laughs) and of course the week after that we got to do halloween because you know you know that's my favorite holiday so we have to do a halloween show so make sure is am i doing it right is it halloween is that a halloween show i don't know let me see let me check Mm -hmm. yeah the week after that would be the 26th because after that the halloween is on a saturday which would have been dope had we not had covid okay because the kids could have went out and did some stuff but now they can't but that's fine like i told my kids you're just gonna knock on each door in my house y'all can take turns being the neighbor all right that's what we gonna do i'm not mm, 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 i ain't doing all of that nope no 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 so make sure y'all stay safe 
come back for another episode. We appreciate y'all. Bye.